You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't, nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. Today, our topic is air scrubbers versus negative air machines. This is something that we don't talk about very often. As most of you listeners know, I don't really talk about mold mitigation and the steps we take. Uh, Not into detail, I guess is probably the best way to look at it. Um, The reason why is uh, I just, we have standards we follow, but obviously we have proprietary things and steps that we take that we don't disclose to everybody. So anyhow, for today's subject, that's why I wanted to talk about air scrubbers versus negative air machines. So thank you for listening. Today is episode 230. We're almost, well, we're the 23rd, so we're about just over a week away from Halloween. So hopefully it's cooling off where you guys are at. Uh, I know here in Wyoming and Utah, it's typically gets pretty chilly. It's getting chilly at night, but we're still hitting 70s, so it's kind of crazy. So hopefully all of you are uh, enjoying the fall colors, enjoying the cooler weather. I hope you've done the fall checklist. We did that episode several weeks ago. So anyhow, back to um, air scrubbers versus negative air machines. So what I want to be clear about, I'm not giving you advice as to how you should do mold mitigation. I'm not telling you, you know, if your mold mitigation contractor is telling you one thing, he disagrees with what I say. I'm not saying anybody's right or anybody's wrong, but I, I just want to cover what they are and how we use them and the difference between the two. So first and foremost, an air scrubber doubles as negative air. So we can use the same piece of equipment to for air scrubbing you know, purposes and for negative air. Why and when we use that can get complicated, but it's 
kind of simple to me. Um, but I also want to be clear too, an air scrubber is only one piece of equipment in the mold mitigation process. And as all of you know, mold is very complex. There's a lot of pieces of equipment we use. There's a lot of steps we take, chemicals, containments, all sorts of stuff. So the reason I wanted to emphasize that it's only one piece of equipment, uh, a lot of times I get questions from my clients and they say, hey, I can, I Googled it and I can rent an air scrubber from Sun Rentals, Home Depot, wherever. You know, can I just do that to, to help the air quality inside my home? And of course you can, but a lot of times people want to use those in lieu of performing mold mitigation because obviously mold mitigation, as I've talked about numerous times, you know, to have it done properly by the proper mold mitigation company and technicians, it's not cheap. And when I say it's not cheap, I mean, it's thousands of dollars. We, for the most part, even if we had a mold mitigation project that let's say it was a simple like four hour job to remove the mold, cutting the sheetrock out, uh, removing flooring or whatever. It's not a four hour job. Um, we have to install containments. Uh, we'll set up, depending on the you know scenario or situation, we will set up our air scrubber, negative air machines. We have chemicals that we spray. We have to let them dry. We HEPAVAC things. And my point is, is to do all that is at least probably five days minimum four. We typically run our air scrubbers for a minimum of two days post mitigation. So that means once we're literally all done for at least two days, we leave those air scrubbers running. So it's not just a four hour job and it sucks, you know, for, for something that literally, and when I say only takes four hours, I mean, four hours to remove the mold. It sounds like it's, you know, price gouging you when we say, Hey, it's going to be about five grand. $5,000, as much as it sounds, is probably the lowest price that we can do, or I'll say my company can do, for mold mitigation. And it's because of the containment, the air scrubbers running for two days, the air testing, the chemicals we use. And so it's expensive, not because I'm just expensive. It's expensive because it's not a four-hour job. To kind of go back to what's the difference. So when we say negative air machine, what we're doing is, is we're inside of a containment and it's the air scrubber. It's the same machine. We have that. Typically, it's either like right at the containment. I'm not sure how to explain it when you're just listening to a podcast, but the intake is inside of the containment or right in the containment wall, which is uh, six mil, typically reinforced uh, plastic sheeting. So it's sucking the air from inside the project, inside the containment, and then it's ducted to the exterior. That's what negative air is. Everything's sealed off, HVAC vents, any holes in the walls or floors. Everything inside the containment is air sealed or airtight. And of course, it's not foolproof. You know, we can't obviously make sure that it's it's foolproof. But if we do... <sighs> you know, if we have concerns, I guess I want to make sure you understand, like if, if it's a crawl space below, we do want to make sure that we're not pushing any air down into that crawl space. So we take the proper steps and precautions to make sure that everything inside that containment, which is our work area, has negative air so that all the air is being pulled out of there. Um, the purpose of that is so we don't push dirty air you know, up into your attic, down into your crawl space, into another room that's outside of the containment. 
The whole purpose of that is, is to make sure that, that we're getting rid of all the mold or dirty air inside that containment. And a negative air machine is run throughout the mitigation process when we're there on site. So while we're removing the moldy materials, going back to the scenario, let's just say it's a bathroom. You know, if it was a bathroom and, you know, most homes it's set up this way, we obviously have to have a containment from the front door to our work area. So if it is a bathroom, let's say right when you walk in the front door, there's a living room, then you have a kitchen, you know, that's adjacent to that. Then you have a hallway that goes down the hall, right off to one side, your bathroom. And then there's probably a master bedroom beyond that. Primary is what they're calling them now. So I probably should get in the habit of saying primary bedroom, but anyhow, the primary bedroom, and then maybe two bedrooms, you know, on the other side of the hallway. But anyhow, a containment, literally, we would have to seal off that entire living room. If we were only working in the bathroom, we would seal off the living room. We would seal off the kitchen where you go into the kitchen and then going down the hallway, we would seal off all the doors in in any HVAC vents. And so literally we could come in the front door, get to the work area, and then get into the bathroom, which is the containment. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but you know, containment, six mil plastic, typically reinforced. We usually like to have a double barrier. There's a zipper wall or door, not really a wall, that you go through for the, the technicians that are removing the mold. But my point is, is that air scrubber, which now we're using as a negative air machine, we duct that to the exterior. And typically, let's just say it is a bathroom. That makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, we have like flex duct that we use. We have flat duct. We would have to, in the scenario I just explained, we'd literally have to run it clear out to the out the front door. Now we could, you know, let's just say there was a window in one of those bedrooms we wanted to use. We could isolate just a little hallway and, and take it out that bedroom. But depending on the linear feet, how far we'd have to run that duct would determine how we do it. That's why I don't want to get into those details. But my point is, is negative air that is inside the containment. It's pulling the air inside of the containment and it's taking it outside. Now. Our air scrubbers, just to be clear, I have read, ironically, on the internet, because you know Google is the uh, encyclopedia these days, so is YouTube and Facebook and whatever social media sites you go to, but I have seen people that literally say, oh, an air scrubber is just a HEPA filter on a fan. Well, it is, that's part of it, but it's actually a lot more complex than that. Our air scrubbers are fairly expensive depending on what size you get and what brand and all the the fun stuff they i would say they start at probably 1500 to 2000 dollars per unit and of course there's cheaper ones there's a lot more expensive ones but they are and i i say this to all of my clients when you know when we're doing mitigation that it's kind of an air purifier on on steroids and it has three different filters on it. So you have a pre-filter. The pre-filter on that's so those blue filters. They they look like it reminds me of uh, growing up. We had a swamp cooler. Uh, I grew up in Utah. And all we had for air conditioning back then was a swamp cooler in the hallway upstairs. And every year, you know, it was my parents wouldn't let me get up on the roof till obviously I got a lot older. But it's kind of a treat to get up on the roof with my dad in the 
the spring or early summer, we'd get up there and he'd hook up the water and run the water line over the, the eaves and, you know, down to the hose bib. We'd put these filters in. He would cover it sometimes, but for the most part, we put these filters in and they were like those blue filters. And my point is, is they're kind of the cheap, um, I call it a pre-filter, but you have that first pre-filter and that's for large debris. When I say large debris, like sheetrock dust and stuff like that, then you have the second filter, which is, to me, the middle filter. When I speak to my guys, it's what we call it, or the secondary filter. It's your typical filter, like a HEPA filter you'll see on your furnace. So um, it, it obviously will filter out a lot finer um, particulates, you know, 0.03 typically microns is what it'll get. And then after that, you have the HEPA filter, which I call it the final stage filter. And it's literally, if you think about your HVAC filter, so the filter that is in our middle filter, it's probably five to six times the width of that. So it's, it's a good two and a half, three inches thick. And so you have those three filters, the pre-filter, middle filter, and then the final HEPA filter. Just that HEPA filter for the units that we run is about $250 just for that filter. So my point is, is they're very expensive. We change them out on every job. And so going back to, can you rent one? Of course you can. Um, there's, like I said, different uh, rental places, hardware stores that, that will rent those out. But can you just use that for mold mitigation? No. Meaning you can't just go rent one, throw it in your moldy bathroom and run it for a few days and think that it's going to fix it. You have to get rid of the moldy building materials. So the negative air filter, we're in there. It's inside of the containment. We run that while we are removing the moldy materials. Now, what is an air scrubber? So once again, this is how we do things. Uh, if you're the mold specialist out there and you're like, well, Steve does it way different than what we're talking about. I'm just going to tell you how we do things and our preferred methods and standards. When we're not there, so at nighttime, we will run the air scrubber inside the containment and it's not ducted anywhere. So it's a standalone, just like you would a, like a dehumidifier or an air purifier. The reason behind that is it's cleaning all of the air. The negative air machine, it does clean the air as it's coming through it. So we're not taking moldy, dirty air and dumping it outside. It is running through all those filters. Now, I have talked to mold mitigation companies that say, yeah, when, when we're removing the moldy materials or, you know, the sheetrock or flooring, we just shut our air scrubbers off. And I've heard other guys say, yeah, for negative air machines, we actually pull all our filters out. That's what I mean by, you know, I'm not saying what your mitigation contractor is doing wrong or that we're doing it right. We all have different ways we're doing things. I personally don't think it's the best idea to pull all the filters out and just suck the air from inside the containment and dump it outside. It's not like you're not filtering any of the air. And of course, those mold spores, once they get outside, there's not much they can do. They have to have the prime conditions to, to become viable and do the damage that they're going to do. The humidity's got to be 60%, which obviously is a, a water source has to contribute to that or leak or something, some sort of defect. I just don't think it's a good idea to do it that way. So anyhow, going back to the air scrubber, the biggest thing about an air scrubber is you have to have obviously all the filters in there and what fan speed you run it at doesn't really matter in my opinion. You Once again, you'll hear different guys say different things. 
but it is important to make sure you have all the filters in it. So negative air, what we're doing for that is we're sucking the air inside the containment, creating negative air, and we're pulling it and dumping it outside. So negative air, it has to be ducted to the exterior. Air scrubber, it can just stand alone by itself. So you may ask, like, well, like, do you run two air scrubbers or negative air machines? Do you run one? Do you run five? All of that depends, obviously, on the work area and the square footage of it. Also, how and when do we decide if we're going to use an air scrubber or use the air scrubbing method because it's the same unit versus negative air? The way I, I train my guys and what we do is if we're in there doing the work, that's negative air. We're pulling the air out because you got moldy spores that you're dealing with. They're airborne and we're, we're ducting it to the exterior. So it terminates outside. If we're not doing that and we're cleaning the air, and that's kind of the term I use, and we're wanting to get rid of the residual mold spores, we will use the standalone unit. So if you think about the scenario I told you, you know, we're doing mold mitigation in a bathroom. That's the only area we're working in. We literally can just take the uh, the exhaust duct on the machine itself, and we just put the whole machine inside the bathroom, and then we seal up where it was going outside. If we're in there working during the day, it's ducted to the exterior. Once we're completely done with mold mitigation and we run it for those two days that I was talking about earlier, we will make sure it's only running inside that bathroom. So. When we're doing mold mitigation, we do not let you stay in the home for obvious reasons. We have containments up, so you can't really get to the other areas unless we put zipper doors in them. The chemicals we're using are not safe, and obviously, we don't know what the air quality is while we're there. Of course, the proper containment keeps all the, the moldy spores inside that bathroom, but we don't know for sure, so we don't let our clients stay there. So when we're done, do we let you back into the house? It all depends, you know, circumstances are different for everybody, but let's just say, you know, we have all the mitigation done. All we're doing is the two day minimum, which once again, you can go longer than two days. We can take down the containments and only keep a containment going into that bathroom. Typically, we obviously don't have a double containment at that point, but we have a, a containment up and the air scrubber just runs nonstop. So my point is, is it's just sitting in the middle of that bathroom and it's running the whole time we're, we're gone waiting for us to do air tests after that two-day period. So hopefully I explained everything fairly well. I know once again, I, I go through things quickly. It's just, as I've said numerous times, that's, that's the luxury of having uh, Cassandra on these uh, podcasts with me because she, she helps me ask the questions or answer the questions uh, that most of you would, would be asking yourself. So Air scrubber, it's not ducted to the exterior. We use that to more or less clean the air. Negative air, it still cleans the air, but it's sucking all the air inside the containment and it's ducted to the exterior. So hopefully I, I did a good job of explaining it. If you have any questions, like I've always told you, feel free to reach out to me. Something that we did, I'm not sure, I think it was the spring or maybe early summer, we created a digital bundle. I've talked about it a few times, but it's called Mold 101 Digital Bundle. It's just a bundle that's got some worksheets in it. It's got a lot of good information, some checklists. That's for you as a 
listener, a potential client. I'm not sure the exact price, but I'm sure it's $49.99. It's, it's a great, great bundle to know, you know, what to do if you're having mold concerns. It explains, you know, the steps you can take, should take. So you can go to the comment section. Um, I've said this before, this is a hidden link because we're testing it out. Um, So if you go to the website, cnccontractorservices.com, there is not a page you're going to find this. You actually have to click on the link that's in the comments or in the description of this podcast, and it'll take you to that site. Now, for some reason, you can't find that page because it is a hidden page. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can reach out to our assistant at info at cnccontractorservices.com. Most of the questions get forwarded to me uh, if they're not just simple questions. But something like a link for the digital bundle, you can just you know shoot a shoot an email to to info at cnc and then you will get uh the link but once again this is episode 230 i appreciate all of you thanks for listening thank you for listening to this episode make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist again go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today You can also, on cncontractorservices.com, find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cncontractorservices.com.